Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. So in this one, I'm going to start a kind of a three-part series of podcast episodes. And these are going to be all the foundations of the three aspects of physical health. Uh, I'm sorry, of holistic health. This is the physical health episode. So I kind of went into it a little bit in one of the previous episodes about how holistic health is like a pyramid. And I kind of, I might have mentioned this, I don't remember, but um, I also talk about this on my blog about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that's kind of similar to um, the model that I like to talk about as far as how holistic health goes, where the very bottom is the the physiological, bare minimum physical needs that you need to survive. Basically, all survival needs like eating, drinking water, getting sleep, and breathing air, and being safe. So those are the bottom. And so that's kind of how I think of physical health when it comes to holistic health in general. I like to picture it as a triangle. So... A pyramid, you know, the bottom is where you have to build the foundation, and then that foundation carries or holds the rest of it. So that's why I'm starting with physical health. And so in this episode, I'm going to talk about all of the things that make up the foundation of how you survive as a human being. So um, they're going to be all of the basic things that we need. And I know it sounds very simple, like everybody already knows what they need to do, but they simply don't do it. And, and maybe sometimes people just need more of a, an outline or they need it explained in simple terms. I think sometimes this is a problem with learning how to be healthy. People try to complicate it. And I think that if you get back to the basics, it makes it so much simpler. And, and also, that's really all that we were given when we were born and when when the human race began. There wasn't anything that, you know, there was no pills. There was no of these fancy gadgets that are supposed to give you, like, super health. There was none of that. There was just nature. And so that's why I like to, to say going back to nature is the answer. Um, Now, this isn't really talking about, you know, how humans didn't have a long lifespan back then, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that they were killed by animals a lot. Um, They didn't have proper shelter. They didn't, um, you know, there was a lot of things missing that, that we have today that can help. But what I'm really talking about are the basics that even animals have, like, Animals in the wild don't often get cancer. I don't think they even do get cancer. I don't think they get diseases. I mean, they might get certain diseases, but they're not going to be diseases that were caused by their lifestyle because animals in the wild get all the exercise they need. They get all the sunlight they need. They get all the sleep they need. I mean, if, if they're able to, if there's not some problem that causes them not to get these things. But in ideal situations, they get everything they need from just surviving and and eating food that's natural. And so that's kind of what I what I like to talk about as far as humans. 
um, by aligning your body with nature. So that means trying not to do anything that's unnatural. Um, and that includes, well, I'm going to be going into everything, so I'll just save it for that. I'm going to be going into each of the sections and what all is involved in those. So another reason, another thing I wanted to say was you might not have the time to commit to building a new lifestyle, or you might be just really overwhelmed with all of the information about how to be healthy, and you might not know where to start. And that's kind of why what helped me start my business and my blog and getting all this information out there, because what I've learned is that the answer is simple and easy just to start with the fundamentals, at least start with them. I mean, if you get the fundamentals down and you, you know, you build a lifestyle around these fundamentals, then it's going to eliminate a lot of your problems right there. And then you won't need to progress further into more in-depth things. Um, so you might need to, you might be able to avoid medicine, well, not medicine, I should say, um, prescription drugs. You might be able to avoid surgeries, things like that. And you, you're going to be happier and just overall healthier in all three areas of your life, um, body, mind, and soul. So that's why I like to say start with the fun fundamentals and go from there once you get that, you know, solid, get that foundation. And it's really just about starting small. I mean, one or two changes a day is all you, you know, it's it's the minimum, yes, but it's something and it can start the momentum going. So if you are one of those people out there that thinks that it's, you don't want to do a complete lifestyle overhaul because it just sounds overwhelming, you don't have to. You can do one or two small changes a day. And some of these changes don't take any time at all. They're just a matter of making one choice over a different choice. So it's not always adding things to your life. It's, you know, eating one thing instead of another or going to bed at a certain time instead of another time. It's like that. So it doesn't have to be overwhelming or confusing. And that's why I like to talk about the basics because... I like people to feel that they have an easy time with entering this. I know that a lot of times I would have wanted to do a certain thing and then I realized everything that was involved and I'm like, I can't take that on. I just can't. It's just too much. It wasn't broken down into bite-sized pieces. It wasn't simple. It was, and so that's why I wanted to apply that um, to my, the stuff that I share with people, I, I try to focus on the simplicity of it because that makes it feel more accessible. And anything that's more accessible, you're going to do. You're going to do that easier than something else. And anything that you do is going to be better than something you don't do. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds really silly, but it's true. And it also is true for exercise which I'm going to get into and I'll just save it for, for that exercise conversation, <laughs> the thought that I just had. So again, going back to the bottom of the pyramid, these are things that every human being needs before anything else. And sometimes this is, this um, can be mixed in with mental health. I think mental health is maybe 1% less important than physical. And the reason why I say that is because you can have a lot of mental health issues and they're, you know, they're going to be horrible and everything. But if you're 
getting food in your body, if you're getting eight hours of sleep, if you're getting outside in nature, you've got a huge jump start on your mental health already. So that's why I like to say that, you know, things, the changes that you make to your physical health will trickle up. It sounds like opposite of trickle down, but they're going to trickle up and they're going to make everything up from there be easier. So once the bottom is easy, the middle will be easy and then the top will be even easier. And so now I'm going to get into all of these aspects of physical health. They're pretty much common sense, and I've, I've just mentioned them all already, um, like food, water, shelter, uh, air, and warmth, or, you know, comfort, shelter, like that kind of, I did say shelter, but, you know, things like that. So we're going to go into the food one first, because um, eating healthy food is probably step one if you have to choose a place to start. So the food that we eat, it should ideally be organic and whole. And, you know, that also includes water. The water should be pure and filtered. And, you know, once you get those two down, that's probably 75% of the physical health. Um, So as far as food goes, when I say whole and organic, Um, I go a whole lot deeper into this in my course, but I'll just say that organic is, it's something that you don't always have to buy, but there's certain things that you should buy. They're, they're called the dirty dozen and they're on the, um, oh, I forget what website it is. I I give the website in my course, but I'm blanking on it, what it is right now. But if you just Google dirty dozen, you'll find whichever year we're in, they update it every year. So they'll say which ones you should buy organic and which ones you don't need to buy organic. So that's a great place to start if you are on a budget. And then whole foods is basically just foods that are, you know, they might have came from a tree or the garden and that's how you eat them. You just pick them and eat them. You know, you can recognize it. You can see that it's a, a food. It's not something that has to be cooked in a box or, you know, thawed out and baked, you know, basically processed stuff is not going to be whole. So processed stuff is mostly things that are in a can, mostly things that are in a box. Frozen is a little better. And I go into that more detail in my course as well. But frozen is probably the best choice of the three if you have to buy processed food. But whole foods is, is the number one you know, choice, I would say. So that would be the produce aisle. And I'm sure you've heard this before to shop the perimeter of the grocery store and not the aisles, because the perimeter is where they're going to keep all of the whole foods, all the process, all of the produce. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the food. (laughs) And then as far as water goes, I like to say that spring water is probably the best. But It's kind of hard to get spring water. It's something that you either need to go directly to a spring that's coming out of the ground, or you have to buy spring water. And not a lot of people like to purchase water when they can just get it from their tap. But without going down that rabbit hole too deep, um, tap water has a lot of bad things in it. Um, But you can use filters with your tap water. 
Um, preferably the reverse osmosis one because that one takes out everything. But there is a, cave a caveat with tap water. Or if you're using tap water with a reverse osmosis filter, you need to replace the minerals because that's how good the reverse osmosis is. It takes the minerals out as well, and we need those. Um, so be sure that you're taking extra min minerals. You can also sprinkle Himalayan salt in your water. It doesn't make it taste too salty if you just put a tiny bit in there. But of course, there's always the, you know, you can take supplements of the minerals. Minerals, to me, I think are almost more important than vitamins. Not more important, I should say, but they're equally important. But they don't get enough um, attention. I like to talk about minerals a lot because, like I said, they don't, not a lot of people focus on the minerals. They focus on the vitamins. And you, it's really easy to get vitamins because if you're eating fruits and vegetables, you're probably getting your vitamins. But minerals are something that they're a little more harder to find. So they're something that I think you should take in supplements. So uh, now let's go on down to the next thing, and that is um, quality sleep. After food and water, I think sleep is probably the most important of the, the next ones on this list. So uh, I, I don't like the phrase, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> A lot of people say that, you know, the young people. And, and I just like to, you know, say, well, you know, sure, <laughs> you're, you're going to be fine right now, but it will catch up to you. And, um, you know, you spend a third of your life sleeping which is a lot, but that sleep, I mean, that's for a reason. Our bodies need to regenerate. They need to repair. And that's why we need so much time to do that because the body's working hard to repair and it can't do that while you're awake and it can't do that while you're stressed out, which is another reason why, you know, doing, uh, having a healthy lifestyle will help your sleep too because your body's working less hard to repair itself. So I think it makes a lot of sense to get proper sleep even while you're young. And so here's where I'll say that you do need less, you can get by on less sleep if you are really healthy. And a lot of older people don't need as much sleep either, unless they're sick. So, and of course, you know, babies and kids need more sleep. But then once the teenagers start to, you know, say things like, well, now I don't need more sleep because I'm an adult and I'm, I got stuff to do. And <laughs> But teenagers need their sleep too. And I know they have a hard time going to bed at night. So if you have teenagers or if you are a teenager listening to this, I urge you to try to focus on the sleep because it'll help you in the long run so much. And that's something that you can't know from experience. So you just have to trust the people that have been there. <laughs> and I'm in my late 40s. So let me say that I I regret so much that I I worked night shift for so long. So I wasn't sleeping during the, the optimal time. The optimal time to sleep is, is somewhere between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., give or take a little. I mean, some people can go to bed a little later and sleep a little later, but the main thing you want to do is not sleep, you know, around 1 to 4 a.m. because that's that's the time when your liver is working the hardest. 
And your liver needs to work hard. Your liver needs that time to get your body because that's the main organ that's repairing your body. You're detoxing during that time. So if even if you're if your sleep is screwed up, if you work weird hours, try to maybe sleep, you know, either just try to be be sleeping between one and and three or four a.m. at least. I mean, that's the minimum you can do. So that's what I like to tell people because that's that's what I've learned the most. I mean, there's there might be a lot of conflicting advice out there about that, which I mean, there's conflicting advice about health in general. But my whole thing is I like to get information from many sources, many different you know, courses I've taken, many different experts. I don't even tell people things unless I have heard that bit of advice the majority of the time. So that's something to keep in mind with all of the stuff that I talk about. You might have heard other things, which is out there. There's always conflicting information out there. But the stuff that I talk about is always going to be the majority of the people agree. So that's mostly what I've heard about sleep is, you know, between 1 and 4 a.m. you should be sleeping and 7 to 9 hours, you know, depending on what you, what's your body's needs are. And while I'm on the subject of sleep quick, if you do have trouble sleeping, there's a lot of things that you can do to help your sleep. And number one is going to be it's going to be a side effect of living a, a healthy lifestyle in general. So when your food is clean, your water is clean, you're breathing quality air, you're getting nature every day, your mental health is up to par, you have a connection with the universe, you have a connection with your soul, then your sleep will naturally get better from there. You don't even have to work on it. But if you're, if sleep is one of those things that you want to tackle first, if, if that's one of the things that you're struggling with the most, there are a lot of, a lot of natural things that you can do. And a, and a lot of those things are free. And I have a blog post about that. And I'm also going to be doing another episode just on that. So stay tuned for that one. Or you can just check out my blog post now if you have no patience. <laughs> Might be a while till I get to that one because I'm, I'm making the podcast episodes in order. So that's kind of a new episode, uh, new blog post. So maybe I'll leave a link to that below where you can learn some information about how to get some good sleep. Cause, cause that is going to be its whole new, a whole other episode. It's so big. It's so much information. So I'm going to move on now to nature. So once you've got the food and the water and the sleep, the next thing you want to do is make sure that you are getting outside on a regular basis. And so the main thing that that includes is sunlight. Now, of course, you can go outside when it's cloudy or raining, whatever you feel like. But a huge reason, and probably the most reason for getting outside is to get that sunlight. And um, we vitamin D supplements are not a great substitute for the actual sun. Um, so in we, there's not a whole lot of foods that have it. There's some, but it's not enough. So if you live in the north... Or if you live in a cold climate, they do make lamps that mimic the sun. So you can buy one of those, and that's the second best thing. But nothing will quite make you feel like the sun does. 
So that's, uh, I mean, I have one of those sun lamps, but I only need to use it in the winter when I can't get outside or sometimes I'll sit in my window with the sun shining in, but the glass in between blocks some of the benefit that you get. Um, so, so here's what the guidelines that I have accumulated over the years that, that most experts agree on about sunlight. If you can get the sun on your bare skin for 15 minutes, give or take, depending on your skin type and where you are on the earth, that is good. So you want to aim for 15 minutes. If you are, if you burn easily, maybe 10 minutes. If you are darker skinned or live near the equator, maybe you need more than that, 20, 25 minutes. Or even, you know, a couple of hours is fine for some people. The point here is, though, not to put on sunscreen during that time. You can put on sunscreen later when you know you're going to be in the direct sun for hours, but you need to get the sun into your skin with no barriers for 15 minutes. And that is for your mental and emotional health. Um, so everybody knows that you you're mentally healthier and emotionally healthier when you're outside in the sun. It's just kind of a natural um, mental health aid. <laughs> I'm missing the word that I'm trying to say here, but um, you, you know what I mean. So you get your vitamin D and you get your, you know, your natural mental health boost by being out in the sun. And of course, also being out in nature, you, you know, you're seeing nature, just looking at trees, looking at water, seeing animals, seeing birds, hearing the birds, all of these things also add to the experience of nature being therapeutic. You might have heard of forest bathing. That is something that I don't remember what country it started in, but you know, it's, it's, it's just an amazing thing and you can feel it whenever you're in the middle of a forest or woods or, you know, you're just surrounded by trees and all that chlorophyll coming out of the branches and all of the good vibes and just nature. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I, I try to put things into words sometimes, but sometimes things are just hard to put into words because they're so profound. So if you you have felt it, if you've ever if you're a nature lover, if you've ever gone hiking and just stood in awe at the beauty of nature, if you've ever been, you know, near a mountain or climbed a mountain for that matter. I mean, you know, any anything where you're submersed, submersed in like a deep ravine or a valley you're surrounded on all sides by flowers trees water um just hills it's it's magical i just i just can't say enough good things about the earth and being out in nature and you you might have noticed that if you spend too much time indoors that you might start craving nature, like just simple things like, I just want to stand near a tree, you know, you, I just have this craving to go into the ocean and just stand with my feet in the water in the sand. And that is for so many reasons. We need it. We need it for our mental health. We need it for our men our spiritual health and our physical health. It's, it's just for 
for all of those things, for the body, mind, and the soul, nothing beats nature. So I think I'll move on now before I just talk about nature for the whole show. <laughs> so the next one that I want to talk about is exercise and movement. So that's the last thing that brings me to the end of the physical health part. So exercise and movement are two separate things, actually. And I did go over this a little bit in the last episode, I believe. I have only got two other episodes, but I've already forgotten which one it was I talked about this in. I'm pretty sure it was the last one, though. So exercise is a strenuous thing, such as cardio, weight training, or aerobic exercise. And and exercise is something that most people are kind of resistant to because it involves effort. It involves hard work. And so that's kind of why a lot of people don't do it. And I agree because I honestly don't believe that humans need to exercise when it's, you know, referring to that kind of stuff. Well, I take that back a little bit. I think we do need to weight train. Weight training is important because I don't think you can really get nice, firm muscles just by doing other movements. I mean, it, it seems it, it's hard to say because, you know, women might need to do that more than men. I think some men are naturally more um, easy to get the, the weight on the muscle on. So I'm just going to move now into the movement thing. So movement includes more of the activities of just daily life, such as walking and stretching. Stretching is very important to do every day. Um, gentle activities like easy yoga poses or qigong, things like that. So I, I'm a firm believer that you don't have to work up a sweat every single day. The only thing is you shouldn't be sedentary for most of your day. I think it's adequate enough if you walk and if you stretch and if you do something that gets your heart rate up for a little bit. But honestly, I don't believe in having a, a, a heart pumping exercise for like two to three hours or more. I think that's extreme because when you think about it, our ancestors didn't do that. They ran from animals or whatever, and the, they didn't do it for three whole hours. They just did it to enough. They didn't keep doing it for no reason. Um, so like I said, all these other things that are attributing to a healthy lifestyle are going to help you stay in shape. Um, so you're not going to need to lose a lot of weight in by, by that kind of means. You shouldn't have to, uh, you shouldn't have to struggle for one thing. It should just be a natural thing. So natural movement, I think, is better than exercise. So... Um, I might have a lot of people that disagree with me on that one, but I've, I've heard it a lot and it really makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think the worst things as far as your physical health goes when it comes to exercise is sitting. So if you work at a desk for eight hours a day or, you know, if you're, do, if you're, if you're just sitting around at home for eight or more hours a day at a time, that's the kind of stuff that you need to stop doing. <laughs> and I know people don't want to hear that because at the end of your day, you know, you just want to sit on the couch and you could be there for four or five, six hours 
and so the, the 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 solution to that problem is to get up and stretch and walk around for a minute on a regular basis you can even get up every you know hour or you know somehow at your job if you can get one of those standing desks or one of those types of chairs where you can sit you can stand you can you can change your position variety is what you're looking for here you do not want to stay in the same position for hours because that's when your body starts to get stiff and your joints aren't getting moved and so you know that's just downhill from there so like i said it's really just variety and movement that's daily average movement and then if you do have a job where you don't get a lot of physical activity then it would be a great idea to do some strenuous stuff after work or before work but you don't need to do hours of it like i think when people go to the gym they they kind of feel like well i i came all the way here i better spend 3 or 4 hours here whatever but I, I honestly think it's more beneficial to do little bits, like little bursts of exercise spread out sporadically over the day, rather than killing yourself for two hours, three hours, and then sitting and not moving for the same length of time. That's what I mean. So kind of sprinkle your exercise here and there inside all of these other inactive moments. Um, and, and another thing I want to talk about when it comes to exercise and movement is one of the reasons why we need regular movement is so that our lymph doesn't get stagnant. It has the lymph system has no pump. It relies on us to move and then that gets all the toxins that have been collecting to go to go out. So think about it. If you're sitting for 3 or 4 or 5 hours, you're you're actually helping the toxins to accumulate easier and Ugh, I mean, that just sounds not good at all, right? So I think the ideal way to do it is to alternate, you know, maybe an hour of activity and then an hour of sitting and an hour of exercise and an hour of, you know, just do it, do it that way. And that way your body is never sitting still for very long periods of time. So now that I've gotten, uh, I think I've gotten all of the physical health stuff out of the way, except for, I guess there's one more thing I wanted to talk about before I end this episode, and that is the air quality. So that your air quality is very important to your health as well, and people don't talk about this often enough, but there's actually a lot of houses that have mold problems. And I know personally a couple people that have had to move and get rid of all their belongings because there was mycotoxins in their in everything they owned because and you can't get that out very easily i mean i don't think you can get it out of some things and it's um it's something that can cause horrible health issues like fatigue pain brain fog um just depression anxiety you name it like Mo I personally believe that most of the chronic health issues that people experience these days is due to an air problem, is due to mold. Um, of course, it's also due to many things, but it could also just be that one thing. It could just be that you live in a home that has, um, it's, it's sealed up too tightly. And this is a problem with a lot of newer homes. 
they're not loose like the old ones were, you know, where air could move in and out easily to dry the water. So if you have had any water damage in your house, most likely you also have mold. So uh, some things that you can do to solve that problem is, well, I mean, you should always get your house tested for sure, because if it's off the charts, there's nothing you can do and you pretty much have to get out of there. Um, but if if you're trying to pre prevent this problem, then I would always make sure that you test a home before you move into it. Um, you can get an uh, air, uh, you can get a dehumidifier and that will make sure that there's no water accumulating and sticking around because that's when mold happens when water sticks around. So um, you can do that. You can also get some plants. There's a lot of plants out there that are really good for air quality. Um, so yeah, that's a whole nother subject. And there are other people that are experts on that subject. Um, just Google like um, indoor air quality due to mold or mold symptoms or how do you know if you have mold in your house? You know, there's a lot of symptoms that you probably have that could be due to that. And so I, I like to talk about that a little more than I used to and a little more than I hear normally because it's usually just the, the detox people that are talking about the air problem because they're the ones that have had to detox. If you have had mold sicknesses, you're going to have to go through a detox program. So um, that's something to check into. If you have health issues that maybe your doctor can't find a cause for, could very well be mold. Um, so yeah, that's a whole nother subject on its own. But so the last thing that I want to talk about in this podcast is if you are a beginner when it comes to you know, changing your lifestyle or giving your your diet a reboot and you would like some assistance when it comes to implementing the information, I have some products that will that are meant for that. So the thing is, you know, you, you can listen to this podcast and you can move on to the next one afterwards. You can turn it off and go do something. And what what's going to happen is you're most likely going to forget 90% of what you just learned. Um, you might remember one little tidbit or something like that, but you're probably not going to do much about it. It's nothing against you. It's just the way humans are. Humans need um, a, a big push, a very big push to make changes happen. They need to be suffering. They need to have pain for a long time before they make changes. They need an action plan and they need to... Um, I guess I can mention this a little bit. I didn't really want to go off on a tangent, but they they need to make a written plan as far as, you know, journaling and planning things. That's, I think that's the missing key to actually making change happen in your life. And a lot of therapists do this. A lot of coaches do this. They'll get you on a journaling habit and they'll get you, you know, to do a planner to you know, make your goals, to write things down. Writing things down is incredibly important. I can't stress it enough. So that's one of the reasons why I started creating my um, journals and planners and workbooks and checklists and things like that, because they help you get from point A to point B. They'll help you take the information that you just learned 
and create a lifestyle out of it and make the changes happen. So I offer a couple different things. Well, first I'll go into the free ones. I offer some free printables for when you sign up for my email list on my website. So in the free printables pack, you'll get five printables. The first one is a holistic health assessment. So that's going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then you'll be able to determine how well your life aligns with the holistic lifestyle. And that's for starters, for, for the beginners, so that you can, before you start, you can see where you are, because that's the best way to know where you're going is to know where you are. So you have to know where you're starting from. And then the next page is a goal tracker. It's body, mind, and soul goals. And so you you take whatever your biggest goal is for each of the three areas. And then, you know, you write them down and they keep you accountable. And then that, these are all really good things to print off and hang on your refrigerator. Or put in your binder, you know, your health binder or something like that. Or put on a clipboard. And then the other three in the printable set are the foundations of physical, mental, and spiritual health. Which are... All of the stuff that I talk about in, in this podcast episode, and then the next two, which are going to be about mental and spiritual health. And I also talk about these on my blog. So the information's out there. The printables are just checklists for you to make sure that you are doing them every day. So it kind of lists them all in, on the page. And then it has a Sunday through Saturday tracker where you just put a little check mark in it if you did it that day. And that's a great way to help keep you accountable. It, to keep you on track for making all these things happen. So that's the first thing I wanted to mention. You can get those free printables on my website, holisticlifestyleguide.com. The link will be down in the show notes. And then you just click on free printables when you get to the website. And then you can sign up for those. The other thing I wanted to mention is if you're ready to get serious, if you want to take it one step further than just the those things, you can buy my planners that I have that are specifically for uh, physical health. Um, I've got two of them. So they are the healthy lifestyle planner and the healthy eating planner. So the healthy eating planner is just about eating and the healthy lifestyle planner is all of the stuff that I talked about in this episode. And the reason why the healthy eating planner is on its own, it's a whole separate thing, is because that's a very vast subject. In that planner, I give a couple pages of grocery lists of master in the master food list of the healthiest foods that you can buy. And then there's, um, there's sections for you to keep track of the food that you eat so that you can determine if any of the symptoms that you have are due to the food you eat, because there are food sensitivity problems in the world. And a lot of people don't think they don't think of their food for some reason. They just think, Somehow I have this problem, but it only happens sometimes, and I don't know why. Well, here's what you can do to get to the bottom of that problem. You can keep a food journal. I actually do have a separate food journal that I recently made, but this healthy eating planner is more comprehensive. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you have, you know, some serious eating problems that you want to get to the bottom of, <clears throat> then I would highly suggest the healthy eating planner would be a great option for you. Um, it's only $9 and you get like 10 or 11, 12 pages. I forget how many of that one is, um, but it's instantly downloadable. You can just print it off at home. 
And then um, the Healthy Lifestyle Planner is a bigger one because that one's going to include everything I talked about today. And it's going to include checklists on how to keep track of the fact that you're getting enough sleep, getting enough water, getting enough sunlight, all those fun things. So that is also $9 on my Etsy shop. And if you want both of those, you can actually save money because I put them together and I made a printable planner bundle. And that is also on my Etsy shop. So you have options. You can buy one, you can buy the other one, you can buy both of them. You don't have to buy any of them. You can just get the free printables. So there's options for you to take this information and create a lifestyle out of it and make these things habits. When you make things habits, then they start to change your life. And that is how people get healthier. So all of those links will be in the show notes so that you can get them easier. And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast. Stay tuned for the next, the next one, which is going to go into mental health which is the next step up in the pyramid that I talked about earlier. So I am looking forward to doing that episode for you, and I hope to have you on board.